This is Climate Curious, the podcast for people who are bored, scared or confused by climate change. I'm Marion Pasha, the director and curator at Telex London and the co-host of this podcast, alongside the amazing Ben. Hi, I'm Ben Hurst, activist and advocate exploring what positive masculinities can look like and self-confessed climate normie. So we're joined today by Esteban Gast. He's a Colombian-American comedian and writer. He's a comedian in residence. Did you even know that was a thing? No, but now I want to be one. A comedian. Right. This is this is our goal for the next year, <laughs> to become comedians in residence. But Esteban is a comedian in residence at Generation 180, where he helped create the climate comedy cohort. Listen, he's going to tell us more about it. Okay, okay, so you're a comedian. I'm a comedian. But you also wear, you have in your life worn many different hats. Yeah, not as good. As, it's a visual. This is a visual joke, a but reference. not as good as hat as, as Ben hat. is wearing right now. Oh. <laughs> but I will, I will Check make Instagram. no more. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go deep on this. Uh, yeah, I've worn a lot of hats. Okay. Yeah. I would like to find out from you how you got to comedy and climate. Like, give us, yeah. tell us your yeah, journey. Why do you care about either of those things? Yeah. <laughs> why? That's <laughs> Both of those. Random. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I'll give you the, the medium length version. Uh, and it's only two, two and a half hours Don't worry, we'll, we'll edit you down. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. We're going to cut it. I'll give you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cancel the rest of your meetings. Uh, we're going all night. In 1991, <laughs> Colombian immigrants Maria Isabel Gast. And uh, no, so my, I think a few things. I, th- I think my parents are, my parents are the greatest. Uh, shout out mom and dad. Um, and they instilled a big sense of responsibility to give back to the world. Mm. Like early age, right? So I, so I grew up, they're both teachers. They're both in education. My dad's a professor. My mom was a professor for, like they're both, in education, they they here's an, they retired. We, they're Colombian immigrants. Grew up in Colombia. We lived in Puerto Rico for a bit. We lived in Chicago. They retired and they did the Peace Corps. So at like sixty five years <laughs> that old, doesn't sound like retirement. <laughs> they moved to Mozambique right. to do development work. Isn't that a, so? That's who they are. Okay, mm-hmm. I like them already. So so one is I'm I'm their son. So if you're like, where do you where do you get these ideas? Uh, I'm like, oh, pretty easy, mom and dad. Mm. So so there's like a sense of activism and and. Um, stewardship with earth and stuff there then i was in education for a very long time but i really liked stand-up comedy so i uh went and i taught and i got a master's and i was teaching and i was was always doing stand-up comedy at night and then uh a few years ago i had the opportunity to do like stand-up comedy full time Mm -hmm. and at the time my like education and entertainment felt very disconnect like i didn't want my students to know i was doing stand-up and stand-up i like wasn't telling that many like teacher joke like i was like i gotta do it this way uh so i was doing stand-up and then okay then i uh i eat pray loved i went through (laughs) i i went through a divorce i went oh it's okay it's okay Um, congratulations (laughs) what are you meant to say to divorce but yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) oh no oh is good i'm getting a divorce oh that makes me feel worse uh no, 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 no. It was, no, it was great. It was, it was, it was great. great. Highlight. Yeah, you no happy couple gets divorced. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it wasn't like divorced. And I was like, what? But I love this relationship. Right, I was like, right, yeah, right. no, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, I was like, leaf. I should have pitched that earlier, actually. <laughs> I should have pitched that pre-wedding. If there were, I should have. Um, so I was, and I was, and then I was full-time doing comedy. And I, I felt like disconnected from it because I thought it had to be done a certain way. Right. I, I honestly thought if I talked about things I was passionate about, I would be like in a certain bucket or I couldn't perform places, right? Because as a comedian, you have to, in in US, I'm driving to every city I can to do, right? So I'm right. like, it's not just like in New York, we're in New York right now. I, I, my, I'm so thankful I've been a full-time comedian for many years and I like can't do that many good shows in New York, right? It's like, the, it's like Chris Rock is on tonight, right? So it's like, so <laughs> yeah, I'm point. going three hours away yeah. to do a show. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I can do five minutes in New York or I can do an hour. Yep. Three hours away. So, so I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to rural places, there I can't talk about climate. Uh, That's I can't do this. Um, oh, because they don't care. They don't <laughs> right, care, right? Right? right, yeah. right or what? Right? I can't be there and be like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this. Is an assumption. By the yeah. way, this isn't true, but it's an assumption I had. Right. So I hid that part of me for a very long time. And then something wonderful and crazy happened. Okay, 
is number one, I eat, pray, love. So, uh, so I was like, I'm going to quit everything and move to the jungle mm-hmm. and move to the an eco community in Panama. Oh, wow. So it's wow. The, so you really did it. Yeah, I okay. committed. I really know the son in. of your parents, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's in my blood. I can't yeah, I have to go. <laughs> I have to. This is what they've taught me. Yeah. Is you occasionally leave everything. And just go. And just go. So I lived for all intents and purposes uh, in a tent for two years wow. in the middle of the Panamanian rainforest. This, this eco community called Kaliala. And here's what's wild. Are you crazy? Are you ready? ready. Are you crazy? <laughs> are you yes. crazy ready? Uh, everyone go around. How crazy are you? Um, is uh, while there, and right before I was, I was on this comedy path and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to have a TV show tell stories. While there, Vice reached out and they said, We're, Vice Land is a TV network. We want to make a show about you and follow you around in the jungle. Wow. So I l- went somewhere. No electricity, no Wi-Fi, no comedy clubs, no nothing. And then a TV show, someone was like, that story is compelling and interesting enough. We want to make a TV show out of that. And I was like, but yeah, I left. hilarious. I was like, I'm, no, what? Like, I, was, I thought education was here, entertainment was here. Yeah. I went over here, and I was ignoring this part. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And then- uh, The connections. The connection happened. So long story, this is, I'm going way too long. This You're going to edit this down to like 45 <laughs> seconds. Uh, but- <laughs> But that long story short, the TV show flopped. No one watched it. Right. Everyone hated it. It's I'm not good. even going to tell you about it. <laughs> it's a pilot. It's a, yeah. Don't worry about no, it. There were 10 episodes, but they were, somehow got worse. Um, listen, it was, I wasn't involved. I was just on the screen, which I guess is still, you know what? We're going to, it's like the divorce, you know? Right. Uh, I, <laughs> same vibes. Same, yeah, same vibes. Same, yeah, vibe, yeah, same yeah. vibes. We're moving on. We're moving on. But, uh, but that was the moment. That was uh, five years ago. And since then, I've been like, what was I thinking? I can obviously talk about the things I want to. So yeah. since then, I've, I've completely combined climate and storytelling and uh, whatever activism. Like, I really care about the climate a lot. Of, and I know we're talking climate. A lot is climate. But it's also like things like uh, immigration and the Latin American diaspora and, 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 and issues that are like near and dear to my heart. I was like, what was I thinking? Not realizing that everything is connected and, and not bringing my full authentic self to, mm. to the stage and to the stories that I'm telling. So that was a very long answer. I assume that's it. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> so there's no way. Uh, yeah, so that, that's yeah. the long story. I mean, it is actually how, it's not relevant for this podcast probably, or maybe for some people it is, but I am actually always, I always think the thing you're running away from, like the connection, like that, that thing where you're like, I really wish I could do this and this, but actually I can, I shouldn't, mm. I, yeah, you, kind of, if you're lucky, you circle back around to it and it ends up being exactly the thing you should be doing. Absolutely. I think anytime you think I should or people might not understand or, yeah, I I think now I test my assumptions a lot. The assumptions that in rural places that I perform, they might not like climate. What? Like, also, you just... I, I, I perform in Texas, right? And Texas just went through a big storm and they just, uh, they're, you know, they went through power outages and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go there and use the language that you and I talk about, right? I don't have to go there and be like, hey, everyone, climate change. I can talk about what I have experienced and the idea of like, man, what happens when electricity, when the power grid isn't that? Like, what is that? What, what happens when you live in these circumstances? What happens when you really rely on your neighbors, right? Like, and again, and, and I'm like, who am I to think that that is not relevant mm. or that there's no way to do it because, you know, because Al Gore might not go to Texas. So that means any climate talk ever in any way. In, you know, mm. like, and I think that's a, for me, uh, I'm, I, I want to test every time I have those assumptions. And for me, it's also a lack of creativity. Like I'm like, oh, I can solve this. You know, or we collectively is like, of course we can solve this. Of right. course there's messaging that works. Of course there's comedy that works. Absolutely. You know, for me to think that something has to live in a certain box. I'm yeah. I'm trying to move on from that. That's the work I'm doing every day. So important though. Like I think it's such a good example. We always talk here, not in these words, but like about passion and and purpose, right? And like the the joining of those two things. Because I think often people feel like the purpose part has to be at the forefront, right? Like the thing that you're you believe in or your ideals have to take the forefront, and your kind of passions get pushed to the side. I think you see that in a lot of activism that people kind of just do the work that they believe is important rather than the work that they love doing. So it's cool to like actually talk to someone who's found a way of merging those two things together. But for, like, I, I, I'm not a comedian, right? Well, maybe part-time, but <laughs> I, I, I always think my, my personal opinion is like the best comedy is always intelligent comedy, but that I know there's rules, right? About like things like not punching down. And I, 
I feel like climate becomes like a really complicated thing to make a joke about because there's so many like the one thing I've learned over doing this podcast is that there are so many intersections where all of these things become about different people's identities so how how do you actually make jokes about how do you craft a joke about climate that seems like one of the most complicated things (laughs) to do um okay I think a few things number one is comedy has always taken on really big issues, right? If you look at like the best stand-ups of all time, right? If you look at George Carlin and Dick Gregory and, and so many folks, a bunch of these mm-hmm. are like US-based, I'm sure, you know, internationally as well. It's like they're tackling racism mm-hmm. and, and like sexism and like all the isms. And they're talking about the stand-up specials that came out this year talk about, you know, it's like, I love Rathaniel from Gerard Carmichael. He comes out as gay. Uh, Mark Marin talks about the the death of his longtime partner, like the mm-hmm. death, uh, the sudden death. And it's, brilliant and funny and sad so so for sometimes people go how can you do make humor out of this and then i'm like look at any stand-up spe-. you know like yeah that's what we're all doing that's that's <laughs> the thing we're doing and actually humor is the maybe one of the most healthy ways to process this right mm. or, or to me it's like not only how do we make humor it's like it is essential to make humor that's how we process like time and, and comedies. Uh, tragedy plus time like it's like we're experiencing this sort of collective tragedy that that the earth is shifting in these ways and like we need people to help us process that so Mm -hmm. i think that's one like big picture but but more specifics which i think sometimes i answer that and people, or I think about that, and people, people are like, like oh, yeah. And they're like, wait, what does that <laughs> mean? The question yeah. That? Yeah. Like, they're good, like, good theory. Yeah. So like, they're like nodding along and be like, mm. and then I, and then they're like, okay, so you literally, you, you just, just gave, do that. Yeah. <laughs> you just gave like a beautiful answer. You're like, comedy is poetry and science is prose, but you know, and you're like, okay, that sounds good. And that, uh, yeah. So here, here's the specifics. And actually, uh, this question is a perfect question, uh, incredible question, because uh, two years ago, uh, with the folks at Generation 180, they're this national nonprofit. They like they're doing a really interesting stuff in climate communications and flipping the script and like um, mobilizing and building communities around things like uh, electrification and building schools on solars. So with them and the folks at American University's Center for Media and Social Impact, mm-hmm. so this amazing center that like studies uh, how entertainment and, and media can make a difference. Um, so with both of them, we co-created, mm-hmm. okay, this thing called the Climate Comedy Cohort. So the Climate Comedy Cohort works with comedians and we connect them to climate experts. It's like climate education. And then we oh. are in writer's rooms mm-hmm. writing jokes and creating jokes and content and videos from that. So we actually build and we, we're we like learning these best practices. And we work with folks Yo. like in behavioral science. We work with folks and it's at a high level. Last year we worked with Comedy Central, like a national network here. Wow. This year we're working with Yellow Dot. That's Adam McKay. He did yeah. Don't Look Up. And very yeah, you guys know. You like climate SNL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But, but importantly, uh, and this is a big thing that we've learned, is we... It's we empower the comedians in their own way to their own audiences right. organically, authentically, often not saying this is a climate joke, just saying this is a joke. Right. So we're thoughtful in those ways. Right. Because I, I, I mean, first off, I love I love the pitch climate SNL. Uh, but if you had climate SNL, no one who wouldn't be in it would watch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah. Right, good point. Yeah. yeah not we to shut like, down. No. I know it was a fun riff, but I can't tell you how wrong you are. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, we're we gonna wrap up here. Yeah, is with there, it's over. If you is there an apology you can make? Uh, yeah. No, it's I love it, and that would be yeah, right, a dream. And and but I think what we've the research has shown, and what we've seen as comedians, what we've seen is like you, um, a lot of times when we can get into too much theory. So this will be the only thing I share, and then I know there's more. Um, but it's like climate doesn't need to be the 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 principal conflict, right? It can right. be the context. That we're in, and, and people are, are doing that in storytelling, right? There's climate mentions, climate moments, climate premises, mm. and I think that also comes up in comedy. So it's like if I'm telling a joke, um, someone could just be doing something that like normalizes a climate behavior in it. Great, I could tell a joke, or there could be a whole premise around it, right? And premises that we know are really helpful in what Gen 180 and and the work that Center for Media and Social Impact, like Dr. Katie Borum, who leads that, literally studies. Um, comedy and social impact. So she wrote a book mm. called The Revolution Will Be Hilarious <laughs> studying all these things, right? So we know that um, that like doom and gloom doesn't help. We know that shaming people doesn't help. Right. We know that humanizing it. So I've got jokes where I go, oh my gosh, I feel like this hypocrite, you know, or, or I want to do something, but it's tough to, and I, you know, and I arrive to these places 
organically. I invite people in, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not talking down to them. So I think there's some of those things, um, some of those tips that help along with the theory, along with the structure and community that we've built. So there's a real science behind it. <laughs> not, just, not just trying to make jokes, right? There's an actual real thought process that goes into weaving. And it's so interesting you say that because we've spoken to other guests who have touched on this idea as well, that like the whole narrative doesn't just have to be, this is about climate, when actually climate is just a part of our everyday life. So it should be woven into every aspect of like all of the different types of work that we're doing, which is cool. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you just want to reflect the world that is surrounding you, right? And, right. and I think the reality is uh, climate is a big part of the world. And even if you're in this space, you're probably not thinking about it 100% of the time, right? Like not every conversation you have yeah. is about that. Would no, be. sadly not. No. <laughs> and no, so no, I think no. if I'm up there and I'm doing a 30-minute show, like part of me is like, let me actually percentage-wise, talk about the things that I'm passionate about. You know, right. so it's like I go up there and I'm talking about me and, and uh, you know, and, and my parents who are so wonderful, my brother and my girlfriend, Misha, and then I'm talking about, you know, ah, I'm so glad dating, I'm not dating anymore. Because, and then I'm talking about whatever, you know, like the moment I felt embarrassed, that was funny. And then I talk about climate. And then I move on to like, here's my hopes and dreams and anxieties. And I go back to climate. And then I finish and I go, man, you know, like, I can't wait to have kids one day and I make jokes about parents. And then that's it. You know, like it's like, <laughs> right, that's right, actually right. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, so I think that is key. I think, I think we need to allow creatives the grace to like be authentic in themselves and trust that the climate mentions, the climate moments are actually shifting culture. Mm. And we don't have to be, my philosophy of change and, and perhaps the climate comedy cohort philosophy of change is like, we don't have to be, um, in your face about we're like this bridge being like hey every you know you're invited and like come find more resources yeah i, I, I think we're trying to, to crack what that looks like mm. it's a really fun place to be it feels like part of what you're doing here is really going against this feeling narrative that i felt very much in the environment and climate space that there's one way to talk about things mm. and we have to, and in order to be taken seriously or to be seen as a serious whatever activist authority. or authority yeah. or legitimate you have to do it a certain way which i mean for me i just come back to the fact that i'm like well if that would have worked we wouldn't be, in We'd be done. anyway We'd be done. yeah you know what I, mean? like, I have this thought because i've worked in ngos for a long time and i think that there's there's just like this moment of reckoning where you have to think having worked not in climate but in another sector for a long time and things have been gotten significantly worse mm. in that world, mm. you think, you've got to step back and think, what we're doing isn't working. It's not working, you know? And, like, we are all, you know, yes, experts, spent decades, all this kind of stuff. But in this other world, I was like, it's not working, like, this way of being. And I think that climate is more complex than that because there are things, some things that are working and some things that aren't. But th- what definitely feels like, I'm glad we're moving on from is this idea that there's just one way to be. Mm. Like you have to care about the polar bears and you have to <laughs> oh, go hiking. And we Mar- talked about Mar- this. Mar- hates polar bears. I right? yeah. love polar bears I, All I so heard much. was anti-polar bear yeah. slander. That's all. Is this what that this is, is about? That is basically what I this love, is. I don't I know if bears. I can I agree love, to be on this podcast. I love just polar bears. Clarify, I love, I love polar, polar bears. bears. <laughs> I'm not so in love with hiking. Yeah. Right. Maybe fair, I'll take that. Okay, yeah. But like, you know what I mean? I think we've talked about this where for a long time it was like, well, this isn't for me because I am not this archetype of person totally i think i think that's one of the biggest things that the climate comedy cohort has has done and and we're only working we've two years and and right now we've worked with nine comedians each year but we've also done our best and we'll continue to create this community of, of people who apply and we've got a newsletter and things like that anywho but all that is to say is that comedians i think a lot of times don't know they're invited. It's funny because I think the climate movement's like, we've done all we can. It's like, have you invited people? And have you invited them specifically? Mm -hmm. And have you told them that they can show up exactly how they are? Because for me, and and I feel like I've been in this space and have, uh, you know, access and awareness and have been in climate conversations for a long time. I thought I had to show up a certain way. Right. And I'm like a a reasonably smart guy with a lot of climate friends. Mm. And, uh, and I don't, it took me a long time to be like, wait, I can do comedy there, right? I would be yeah. like, hey, I'm happy to help you think about communications. Hey, if you need a public speaking coach. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm a comedian. I'm mm. spending my time doing a comedian. And it it took a while for me to be like, oh, I can be a comedian. <laughs> I can make and some cl- jokes. Yeah. yeah. People will like it. Totally. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think it felt, it felt like I was doing it wrong. It felt yeah. like I had to be done a certain way. Yeah. So I think the invitation, I think that's for anyone listening, mm. 
And for like whatever you do, if you're like, I make bread, I would be like, oh my gosh, amazing. You are invited. And not only are you invited, it's critical. Like companion, the word companion, it comes from gonpan, which is like breaking bread. Like mm. it's like, so it's like you are critical in conversations around climate. Like you're baking bread, incredible. <laughs> like you, we need you. Yeah. And yeah. if you're like, I'm knitting, it's like, we need that. We need someone to, yeah. we need someone to understand how my t-shirt happened. Like, I don't think about that at all. Yeah. I want someone to break that. Anywho, now I'm going on no, a big tangent wide. but yeah. it's like everyone is invited and you don't you don't need to do it a different way right. exactly what you are doing and i think comedy is just an, an extension of that but that's maybe a, a guiding principle for for like me as a human that i'm like if you go to my um instagram bio shout out instagram <laughs> at real esteban gas to plug 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 um plug, plug, plug. no no please Link i can buy it yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it my my instagram uh bio this is so i rarely go on instagram this is so embarrassing everyone's gonna go there and they'll be like you haven't posted in months <laughs> what uh, is this? but i will now uh <laughs> but it says everyone's invited and i mm. think that's like the theme of the the the, the theme of the life i want to live and mm. And the things that have sort of clarified climate movement and also I'm like, everyone's invited. So it's so crucial to like actually in practice, like break down at its core, that necessity to code switch. Like it's almost inherent, right? Like even when you try not to do it, you still find yourself doing it, which is like such an interesting dynamic. But I was just going to say something about yeah. this code switch. Is it thing. about <laughs> polar bears? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yes. say, you know, about this idea of being invited and being able to show up as yourself. Yeah. When we came to Climate Week last year, mm -hmm. We were invited to this thing. I'm not going to name names. But I was we like, she's going to say, oh my gosh, <laughs> and, oh and, my and we were gosh, told, we're going rogue. And, and, and anyway, whatever, this time when you were coming, you messaged me and you said, do I have to wear business casual? Yeah, again. And it just stuck in my mind, this idea that like yeah. the ridiculousness of saying, oh, you're coming to this climate event. This is how you have to dress. dress. Yeah. Can you imagine? There's no necessity. It no. makes Incredible. no difference. They're right. like, hey, this is the most urgent problem it's an existential but threat. wear a suit, please. Uh, you, you can only be invited if you wear a suit. Yeah. It's an unbelievable, <laughs> it's an unbelievable premise. Yeah, and totally. It's, and, it, and it's so, it, it's just like one example for me of how excluded, how we exclude people not being able to use the language, not looking a certain way, not having a certain set of experiences or commonalities. Look, I want to go back to something you talked about, about being your whole self. And, you know, you have, you know, an immigrant experience. Mm. The country your parents are from is experiencing climate. Yeah. The state you live in, mm -hmm. California, yeah. is experiencing the impacts of climate change. As you've done this over the last couple of years, has your perspective and maybe then your comedy changed as it's become and felt, has it felt more real, I guess? Yeah, it's definitely felt, oh my goodness, I mean, it, it feels very urgent. Uh, Misha, who I mentioned earlier, my lovely girlfriend, uh, shout out Mish Shout out Misha Young Mish 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 uh, she's Just to balance out the divorce comments yeah, yeah yeah And I just want to say I want to clarify I can't clarify enough The permanence of this relationship <laughs> Yeah 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 I Don't worry her. There's no expectation on you to do that She But no I'm doing it on my own accord <laughs> She's the greatest. I love her so much. No, Misha, Misha's brilliant. You'd love her. Shout uh, out, Misha. Misha, Misha. Come, on the, yeah. come on the show. We've got to see Misha. We'll see you uh, soon. She's incredible. But she, she's, uh, she's Pakistani. And we went to Pakistan last year. And we had to reschedule. Uh, we had to uh, like reconfigure. Replan. All right. Maybe I'll take that sentence again. <laughs> what is the word? Okay. So Misha's Pakistani, and last year we went to Pakistan, and we had to change our trip around because of the floods. Right, right. Um, mm -hmm. And and I love Misha so much, and, and her and I are at the state where we're like, oh my gosh, let's you know, like let's what does it look like to have a family and, and yeah. all these different things. And I think about that because right, I'm Colombian, and Colombia's experiencing climate change, and 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 there's moments there where there's these climate catastrophes, but there we couldn't go to parts of her home country. Right because of exactly. climate. So then we're thinking, okay, so there's a scenario where we have children and those children are Pakistani Colombian children and there's like uh, their their connection to their ancestral home where her and I are from yeah. is going to be totally and completely different mm -hmm. because the makeup of like like physically those spaces will be totally and completely different. Yeah. Um so I think it feels urgent in that way. I think it right. it feels urgent where where I go what is a connection like you know i've got i will have these Colombian pakistani kids what is a connection to where you're from if that place 
exist in a different way. You know, like what is a connection to to Pakistan if that is like an idea uh, as much as it is a literal um, like land mass. And same with Colombia. Colombia, the coasts are heating up. Like Cartagena used to be and continues to be an amazing tourist hub. And like we went there and it was really, really hot. And the, the summers are getting hotter there and tourism's there. Right, so coffee, uh, there's, there's yeah. scary articles about how coffee, the, the places where coffee can grow, and that's one of the biggest exports. I literally have uh, coffee in my backpack, Colombian coffee from my uncle's farm. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that so, for us? Or? That, <laughs> no, sounds like a present. No, I don't know what's going um, I, you forget I mentioned that last part. Um, it was more a hypothetical. Right. Uh, I, I have some pretend coffee in my bag. For my yeah, just it, but maybe someone lies. I could have someone. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I think it feels very urgent, and I think for me, uh, this work has felt more urgent. If right. I'm if I'm totally honest, right? Three years ago, I was doing similar work, um, and I thought, oh, it's just me talking about these things. Cool. John Stewart talks about social right. issues, and and maybe I, I I would love that track, right? I'm a young comedian and who looks up to people like John Stewart, John Oliver. Yep. Great. And now what has happened in the last two years is is I, you know, helped co-found with an amazing group of people, the Climate Comedy Cohort, mm-hmm. because I was like we need more people. It can't just be me. We need more people. We need community. We need a sense of urgency. Uh, my own work has taken its own sense of urgency. The stories I'm writing, right? I have like scripts and and now I'm like, okay, these scripts have to mention something. The conversations I'm having, the like projects I'm pushing through. Totally. So it has shifted even in the last Let's say I've been a full-time comedian for four years, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, so even in the last two years, like that, the Climate Comedy Cohort is is beautiful. And it's also born a little bit out of that sense of urgency. Right? It's right. born out of me being like, oh, my God, we need everyone. We need people from different cities in the U.S. Right? We have amazing comedians from Atlanta. Like I was like, this can't be L.A. We have to reach different people. We have to go on tour. So last right. year we did a tour and we went to, like I'm like, we need, and it can't be me, it can't be my perspective. I can only reach certain people. right? And I can only reach people so, who identify right. with that, right? I'll, I'll reach kids of immigrants, you know, Latin-A folks who are, you know, who have a similar experience to me. Those are the people are, that are easy for me to reach. Um, and we need to reach everyone in, in a way that's authentic. Totally, it has shifted. So I've I've gone... Yeah, it is. I like wake up earlier and jump out of bed. And part of it is excited to get do the work, and part of it is fear. Yeah, and part of it is also I can't wait to have that sweet Colombian coffee. <laughs> yeah, that might may that, or may not be that that may or right may now. not. I honestly <laughs> actually don't know. I saw my parents. My parents are in New York, and my mom gave me a bag. And I, I the guilt. Guilt. Don't worry, Edison. <laughs> you are allowed to have things for yourself. No, let's that just, is no. fine. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, I want to live in a. I want to individually be post-capitalist. No. It's yeah. for everyone. Forget that. Forget it's for, that. That's another episode. Have you been to Devocion? It's a good Colombian coffee in New York. No, no, no. 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 Okay, tomorrow. Okay. That's a good. Okay, sorry. Ask, yeah, yeah. Everyone. What I wanted to ask you, or you can switch this and ask a different question if you want to, was what is what has been? So you've been doing this for for four years in a really concerted way for two years, what's been the impact of that work? Like, how do, how do people respond oh, to... Yeah. The, like, do people find it hilarious? Are they, are they like, mm, no, it's not, That's not a, hitting? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great question. But you, you and I were talking about this right before the podcast, that in the climate movement, this has felt a little bit right place, right time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this year specifically... Um, I was, I was so, and this is literally all the work of ever, so many other people, but I was, was honored with Grist 50 is like this really fun, like people are changing the world, like award and things like that. Thanks. Yeah. And, and again, it, and, and it just, it's the, the, the power of, of generation 180 who, mm-hmm. who, who has brought me on. I'm a comedian in residence there, which is really, you know, so they're a cool national. Title. Very cool. Isn't title. that amazing? They're like this clean energy nonprofit mm-hmm. doing amazing things. And they, they made room. And and put money right like skin in the game for yeah. a comedian in residence so that's amazing yeah um, so it's, it's like free therapy for all of their staff kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. I just walk it's around like, and I go hey. it's really important <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's hilarious and then and then also like center for media and social impacts dude like um so I think a little bit is the climate movement is like is is thinking about these things right, right? I I there were so many panels where at climate week on like moving beyond doom and gloom. Positive stories, and part of it, part of me is thrilled because we're finally having those conversations, mm-hmm. and and thrilled that this is something I've, I've been in. Some of the folks that I'm working with have been in for a, a little bit, so we get to be a part of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Is number one, like climate it, people are are excited. 
um, which I'm so thankful for. Number two is I think the comedy is hard. And I think the jokes are getting better and better yeah. for myself and, and from the other comedians we work with. So I think now my jokes could, like can connect with people who aren't climate people. I right. think my jokes can now connect in it and they're right. only going to be getting better. Yeah. Right? So it, it, like quick math, let's say is it's like three years to, um, to like write, I, I'm making some of this up and comedians listening will be upset, but it's like, let's say like three years for 30 <laughs> minutes or so, right? right? Like a special, like if I see a comedian doing a special every three years, I go, Oh, that they've been really Work thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. And a special is, is whatever is, is 30 to an hour or yeah. so. Anyway, all that is to say is that it, it comedy is very difficult and you, it is so iterative. So I'm doing versions of yeah. jokes today that two years ago I had seeds of and I couldn't know how to crack. Right. Right. So I, and I was like, how do I do this? How do? And then I would I would come off like I was a know it all to the audience, and I was like, how do I shift this? And I would come off like then I was too dumb, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like I would intentionally play it down, and then I would lose any sense of authority. Right. So they'd yeah. be like, I actually don't know if that's true. And yeah, like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I was like, well, I came off a little bit condescending yeah. when I was sharing climate facts. So now I'm like, I don't even know if this is true. And they're like, well, we're not going to win. Yeah. People are like, okay, you need a, a little bit more. Yeah. Right. So even that, if you think of all the things, so the jokes are getting better and better. And that, that just is also the truth of it. It's like, you just needs requires a lot of practice. Right. People are like, we were like, we need to do this now. And, and I'm like, great. That just means that uh, me as a standup needs to go up five times a week. And work on the jokes right. the way I work on every other jokes. Mm-hmm. Like that just means the only way out of this. Th- th- there's no shortcut. It just is stage time, practice, practice, practice. Writers room, community, practice, practice, practice. Stage time, stage time, stage. Like, yeah, and it's a little bit of an unsexy answer, but it's mm-hmm. like you guys want to honestly, like, a year or two years when I have a special. Come on, it's like that's when you'll see the best thing. Right now, come to a show. It still be great. Yeah, yeah still, you will have a good time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you will have a good time. And if you want to, if you're like, want to be like, wow, you succinctly and perfectly captured that and then talked about that cognitive dissonance and connected it to systems thinking and you did it all while I was laughing. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm doing parts of that now, but in two years, in one year, I'll be doing that much better. And I, right. and I think as a comedian, you like have to, you like are humble under the craft of comedy and you're like, oh my gosh, like I just, I'm here and I'm practicing, I'm trapped and I'm. Yeah, so so it's a tough thing to answer, and that's this is the most honest I I've been because sometimes I talk to climate folks and I and I'm like, yes, to you I'm in, to you <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, I can yeah, make yeah. you <laughs> and and people like you laugh because I speak the language and we can poke and there's yeah. fun inside jokes and we're all on the same team. But if you're talking to general audience, the truth of it is like. Man, we're, I, I think we're still getting there, or, or individually, I speak for myself. Yeah, I, I honestly, I really believe that there's something in there that's important for like every single every single person that's listening to this podcast. Because people generally who listen to this podcast are people who care, like people who want to be involved, people who want to be able to have these conversations with people in their lives or in their work. Um, and I think something about that iterative process is important because it's never. It's, it's somebody yesterday on a panel said something about. Um, freedom being a state of being and justice being the process to get there. And I think actually that process of like justice and that process of moving towards communicating these messages more clearly or in ways that are more impactful is a real process, right? It's like trial and error. We just have to keep going over and over and doing it over and over again. I, lo- I love that. I think You know, important. I get so frustrated that life doesn't have montage moments. You know in a <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Rocky's like, I'm going to start working out. And then you're like, da 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 And then it, it's like three years later and he's buff. Yeah, you have to live through the montage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm living through the montage now and I'm I'm exhausted. Mm. I, I met you guys outside and I was like, yeah, and I was like, hey, how are you? You know, and like now I'm like, okay. Huh. Yeah. And, then I, and then I go from here to another thing and I have a short break and then I had to perform to yeah. you know like it is yeah and, and and it's wonderful it is such a gift it is amazing and uh to me and I think this is healthy it's like this is it's work that I'm doing right mm-hmm. comedy is is work that I'm doing and yes it's a passion yes it's amazing and it's like and I'm clocking in some days when I'm tired and I'm thinking about it some days when I when I don't want to and and um and I think that's the real and like it takes long mm-hmm. and I think that's why something like the climate comedy cohort is important to me because I'm like I want more people to start on the journey. Yeah. yeah. I n- know that this is difficult. And I know that's telling someone, hey, can you write a fun climate joke? 
for them for it, for it to They're be like, good no. yeah <laughs> like, no actually but no for it to be good is like let's meet them nine months later yeah. for a good three minutes yeah that's the reality of it and that's tough and, yeah. and i think that's not just for comedy it's for so many things yeah. people are like we need more climate movies and i'm like have you tried to write a movie <laughs> it is it like tears it's, up, hard. it's yeah. so hard it tears a part of your soul it, like yeah. you're sitting there and you're obsessing and you're creating this world and then it's done and you're like and then you give it to a friend and they give you so many notes and then you go i have to start over yeah. You know, or whatever. Like, I have to change act two? Yeah. I am exhausted. <laughs> I just finished it. <laughs> I just finished it. Can it just be a movie? Yeah. Anywho, so it, it, yeah, there's a little bit of, um, of a of a reality check there that you're like there's this, there's no montage moment it's doing the work but I also think that's climate I also think it's like yeah how do you build resilient communities it's like I have to talk to my neighbors more and every day and there's like all the time totally and yeah. there's no shortcut I'm not just gonna be like have one good conversation be like no if there's an emergency I can go to my neighbors and yeah. it, like they've changed their perspective it's like there's it's no done. trust build I can't yeah. you can't shortcut trust yeah you can't like you're just there being pleasant with your neighbors yeah. year after year after year and inviting them in and building trust and then something happens and then you've got community you can rely on. Like, that's it. It just, it, there's no, I wish there were sure. If anyone has any shortcuts, email me immediately because boy, <laughs> would I love that. Emails. There's no emails. No. <laughs> no one sent any emails. Don't even refresh the <laughs> yeah. inbox. I'm just, I'm, it's a I'm, good I, one, I, isn't it? I, I, I hear it so deeply <laughs> that I, right now that I don't yeah. even have anything to say because yeah. I feel exactly that idea of like, I really know what I want to be doing. Yeah. And I know how long it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm tired at knowing the journey. Yeah. But I know that there's no way of not having that journey because it's the whole point. Like you, you cannot, and I think this is actually with climate is the scary bit, right? It's the bit where the only bit where I feel like the fear messaging is not it's not effective, but it's almost like, look, you can't just start in three, four, five, six years yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. We don't have you need those years to yeah. get to where you need to be at that time. And that can be research and development. It can be culture. It can be anything. And it's like, it's like whenever people are like, yeah, there's this, isn't it? Um, it is Adam McKay who is one of his new clips that comes out. It's like a parent sitting in a bunker in 40 yeah. years, right? <laughs> yeah. And the the kid's like, what did you do, dad, when, when you could have done something? And the dad's like, well, you know, I just got a new job and I was thinking about going to this promotion. I was really tired, so I didn't really have that much time to, like, do the thing. And you're just, it's so real yeah. that you're like, oh, shit. Like, I could absolutely just get caught up in the everyday of the thing that I thought I was doing, like whatever that was, and not engage. I think there's a way to frame it, and that's exactly Yellow Dot. Those are the folks; they're brilliant. They're Shout brilliant. out Yellow I Dot; they're them. so wonderful that we're working. Come with. work with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll connect you guys. Yes, <gasps> and I mean all of you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me give you their emails. Uh, the executive over there is. Do you have his home phone number and his address, yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, I'll call him. Don't 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 now. Yeah, Annal. <laughs> Um, no, they're so lovely, but I, but, and I w would be, of course, happy to. Um, I think there is a way to your point to frame it. Like, like I think there's been panels on positive storytelling and moving beyond right. gloom and gloom. And I've, and I think people are scared sometimes to get into the nuance and the nuance of it is yes, this is urgent, but, but like we can do hard things. Yeah. Right. And, and we can start now and this vision of the future it will look different, but it can also be beautiful and it can be community led and it can be yeah. inclusive. And, and, and like people are waking up, people are mad at billionaires for what they're doing in general and against the climate. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. There is this social awareness. We are in this movement. And, and I think, I think about like this revolution and this rebellion and also the, what's it look like to go through those joyfully? What does a joyful revolution look like? Yeah. You know, and, and folks are thinking about that. I, I did an event with save the humans. It's this organization. And, and they were like, they were all about joyful acts of rebellion. And, and, you know, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm thinking about. And probable futures. I, I did a thing with them at climate week as well. And, and they, they are just so brilliant at, at pointing out the nuance. Like they're like, we are not going to live in this beautiful utopia and we are not going to live in a constant apocalypse for now, you know, like, for now. Uh, and, and they're like, they're like, the reality is it's going to be hotter. There's going to be more climate yeah. catastrophes. And we, to ignore that is, is not a good move, yeah. but to, to also give into that is not a good move. They're like, right. we adapt, 
we can mitigate, we can, you know, these are things we can start doing now. And, and I think, yeah, I think there's a, the way I would frame it is the sense of urgency. It's like you, you as in royal you. Um, do you guys say what? that? Is that what Charles? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, royals, we acknowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the you, collective. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Royal, I where did, oh, that, that, yeah. <laughs> no, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. That's coming from somewhere deep. We're so, something. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the empire. Uh, it's it's okay. still in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Oh gosh! But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, colonialism. Yeah. yeah. Oh, colonialism. Shit. But it's it's you as this collective. You <laughs> mm. are a hero on this journey, and you can't. Right. This is being like, hey, Harry Potter, you can go to Hogwarts, and Harry's like, can I go three years from now? Yeah. You know? And you're like, yeah. no, it, it's right no, now, right? dude. Ron's <laughs> like, it's you, Harry. It's you, not me, not, not me. Hermione, not Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> After I take the queen, she'll, yeah, oh, one of the greatest lines in movie history. Not me, not Hermione, but you. That to me emotionally feels like Blink 182's, like, where are you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they just have the both, like, not me. Like, uh, anywho, um, <laughs> reference, no one will yeah, yeah, be like, yeah, why that is that? Niche, we're, uh, we're niche. But, yeah, but but I think that's that's the way I frame it. So that's the way I frame it to comedians who go like, oh, maybe I'll think about it. And I'm like, hey. It's time now. First off, we're all going to be climate comedians. Yeah. If you're talking about the world around <laughs> you, you know, like, why not get ahead of it? Yeah. You will you will have to be talking about the fact that that point it, in LA, like, it's, it's, there's more rain and then there's a drought and then there's wildfires. And, th like, that's just a thing we have to talk about. So, and so you can either start thinking about that now or you can think about it before it's too late and all of us are funnier than you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all know how to do it. We all know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. But, too, it's like, it's like, this is like, yes, it's difficult. And yes, um, there is a path and that path is, is, like twists and turns, but it is meaningful and we need you on it. So I think the way I frame the urgency in that is like, you are a hero being invited into the story and like, we're moving and we can't wait to have you. But like the Hogwarts express is leaving and like jump on. I don't know. That's a little I love bit. It. I love it. I mean, that literally the prime minister of Barbados at COP26 literally said that. She said the train's leaving the Mia? station. Yeah, Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need everyone on board. Yeah. Right? So that's you and her. Mia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Mia. Right. Yeah, shout out Mia. <laughs> so uh, we want to move to our final segment of this conversation. Climate confessions. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I could say. Yes, I think I'm my confessions. All right. We're going to actually use that as our new soundtrack. Yeah, that is. Why did we never think of that? It's such a good song. So, this is a portion of the show where we ask you for your climate confession. Not to shame you, but because we want to, like, Bring to light that you can do this work and be imperfect. Totally. Ah, oh, the the thought that you have to be a, a perfect climate activist is or or whatever or person existing in the world is so insane. Perfect. And also just a thought planted by like oil executives dumping <laughs> yeah. oil into the ocean, right? And they're like they're like, You don't occasionally buy a water bottle, do you, when you're thirsty? <laughs> That'd be terrible. And they're the like, because then you can't speak on climate. And you're like, are yeah. you feeding a turtle oil at this very moment? <laughs> and you're like, and you're sorry, you're telling me you're you're having that turtle chug oil and you're telling me that I'm no longer can speak on climate right. because I flew somewhere. I mean, again, not to name names, but there is actually uh, a recorded in the minutes of a uh, oil company board meeting that is in a book that for ben, that Ben and I were interviewing the author of, where he says, "My my daughters keep asking me about climate change, <laughs> and I say to them, you eat strawberries out of season, don't you? You buy fast fashion. Why don't you change?'" The, the the executive of one of the biggest oil companies. Wow! So your joke is so actually just accurate. <laughs> I want to start a fund for those daughters to go. Kids to <laughs> like that I is. I don't sure they need it. I don't. Oil know. executive. Okay, and by fund, you mean yeah. the money, the profits, and billions of yeah, dollars yeah. Of profits they've made. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Maybe. Oh I mean, man, they don't need a fund. Can you imagine being like? 
hey, mom, dad, I would like to live more morally. And they go, well, you occasionally make an amoral decision that you had no decision on. Yeah. I can't imagine that. I feel like if I ever have kids, that's probably what I'm going to do. But just in different, in a different way. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then what side are you on? I am starting to send some What's your anti- confession? What's yeah. your confession? All right. Yeah, this is me. This is Don't me. Don't this on me. Uh, well, we are out of time. Um, no, let's see. Climate confession. I mean, I... As a comedian, you travel a lot, and I feel I feel bad about how often I'm on an airplane. Mm. That's a big one. Mm. That's my one. That's always. a because I'm yeah. I go home in in a day and a half, and then I'm home for like three days, and then I fly somewhere for a gig, and then I'm home for four days. This is a, not even like a hypothetical. This is my real schedule. Then I'm home for four days, then I fly somewhere mm. again. So then so and the, and then I'm home for a little bit, but I'm like oh man, I'm on a lot of flights in the next. 10 days mm. um yeah yeah th- i feel i you feel keep, you gotta keep that private jet powered up though yeah mm. yeah absolutely mm. Mm-hmm. you are don't google exactly where i am <laughs> yeah. on my path as a comedian because i like that you think i have a private yeah, jet. Yeah, yeah, i would yeah. like, like let's just lean yeah. into that narrative. hey <laughs> listeners if you if once they come to my instagram and they're like all right oh, he's just like a normal dude <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I'm private jet famous. Um, no, even even in then, I'm a man of the people. I would never. I'm the comedian for the people. The co- <laughs> and for the polar bears, yeah, which is by, by the polar bears. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. the people by the polar bears. <laughs> um, this is so great. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been. Oh, my thank gosh. You, thank you so much. No, wait, what's your. Remember, I stay curious. We do our confessions. You do your confessions? Yeah. Are they new confessions? Sometimes. Listen. Are you just been, confessing? We're like the four same. seasons in. This is brutal at this point. Yeah, it's yeah, rough. This is, all right. Tell me your confession. Um, I've realized one Ooh. just now, which is that I, when given the option between paper towels and uh, air dryer yeah. in the toilet, I will always choose paper towels. Yeah, and I don't, and maybe we need to do an episode on this on like paper and recycling oh, because I really not am not sure. Because yeah. like, is the building powered by fossil fuels? How is the paper made? Well, is it res- uh, there, is individual not action is not the answer. So it's <laughs> none of my concern yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> I, to the I'm systems. just trying to dry my hands, but yeah, no, I feel like I should maybe be using a different method. Um, you got to bring a towel with you. Yeah, or use my clothes. Yeah, no, bring a bring a hand towel. Bring a hand a hand yeah. towel. Oh, we've I cracked said, it. I said it. Oh, <laughs> softy. It's so it easy. You listen, down. the way that we bounce the ideas on this podcast, it's, it's yeah, too we efficient. solved it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I didn't, it's not the strongest idea we've ever had. It's iterative. But I didn't work it through. I didn't know it canceled the podcast <laughs> yep. after the Jersey. fucking owls. Pull, pull the pull. Uh No, that's great. That's great. That is, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know the solution to it, but. I feel like but maybe this, this I've is actually the crux of the problem is that we don't actually understand any of our supply chains right. or any of the things that how things is, are. So then out. you're like making you're paralyzed to make these like simple decisions that aren't even the point anyway. Yeah. But now that we've all been conscious of it, but not conscious in a way that actually we know have any knowledge, we're just like all decisions are bad decisions. Yeah. Yes. We're like, or don't dry your hands, or we get distracted. We get like yeah, intentionally or unintentionally yes. get distracted about the tiniest things yes. yeah. and forget everything. What's it? Give us the link to uh, a place where we can watch some of your yeah. jokes where you don't yeah. actually yeah, have to perform yeah, in real time. That's great. Yeah. Okay, this, was, this blew my mind. I have to tell you about this. I haven't stopped thinking about it. In high school, um, I did this thing that was like the personal carbon footprint thing have you done this it's like a personal carbon footprint you do the math to see how much you're polluting has anyone done this make some noise if you've done this perfect good 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 i've got a 45 minute set on the carbon footprint it just you like like they're like do you drive a car and you say yes they're like you pollute they're like do you buy water bottles and i was like yeah and they're like do you pollute so it's this list that makes you feel guilty. That's the only, I grew up Catholic, so I'm like, guilt, baby, bring it on. I was like adding to it, I was like, I also masturbate, uh, for sure going to hell. So it's this list, and it makes me feel guilty. I did it in high school. I just found out the list was invented and created by BP, the oil company. Isn't that wild? Isn't that what BP, known for spilling oil into the ocean, was like, do you drive a car? Whoa, that's bad. And I was like, you are 
BP. And they're like, you don't use like a water bottle. Have you ever bought a water bottle? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, BP's like, whoa. It's like, it's like if you like went to lunch with your like friend who's clearly an alcoholic, and they were like, you're ordering fries, not a salad. And you're like, Jeremy, your marriage is over because you drink too much. Maybe, maybe sit this one out, Jeremy. BP is Jeremy. Is that It sounds boring, but stick with me. There's a thing called the Inflation Reduction Act. Have you heard about this? You guys, are you guys big into the IRA comedy scene? <laughs> okay, let me tell you, no one does. Okay, there's the Inflation Reduction Act, and it's the most meaningful climate legislation that's ever been passed in American history. And it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. How good is that? First off, sneaky. Love it, Biden. Ooh. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, and that's probably why it passed, which to me, I'm like, why didn't we think of the branding earlier? Why? If the Green New Deal were called, like, Bald Eagles Forever, we would be on hoverboards. We would be on hoverboards right now. And they're like, have you signed America Greatest Country? And you're like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, electric cars? Sure, I don't care. The inflation, also the priority of people. It was a bipartisan bill. Okay, which means both parties voted for it. Which means that there was a bill earlier that's like, hey, save the world act. And Republicans were like, meh. And then you're like, should things cost a little bit less? And they're like, yes. No one should pay that much to trash the planet. And then they voted for it, which is exciting. And it's, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, it's like, it's a ton of jobs. It's a ton of green energy. And now, if, you, if you're seeing like politicians show off, it's this bill. And people who didn't even vote for it are showing off, right? Politicians who said no to it are now like, look at these union clean energy jobs. And you're like, but you didn't even, you're the person at the table who goes, no, I don't want fries, but if you order some, I'm gonna take all of them. And you're like, but you didn't, Marco Rubio, you ordered a salad. You know what I mean? You don't get the fries, those are the people. Doing it. The Inflation Reduction Act secretly being about climate is, is the, I can't get over how fun that is. That's like when I told my parents I wanted to go to Bible camp, but I only wanted to go to make out with a girl named Stephanie. <laughs> that's, in, that's politics, baby. <laughs> that's politics. It's so good. It's amazing. Thank you for joining us this week. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please hit the follow button to make sure you get next week's release. We are now officially crowdsourcing Climate Confessions, so please leave yours in the ratings and the reviews section, and we'll shout out to you next time. And shout out to our fabulous team behind the pod. This episode was produced by Josie Coulter, artwork designed by Rebecca Mingus, curation by Marion Pasha, mixed and engineered by Ben Beheshti, music also by Ben Beheshti, presented by Ben Hurst and Marion Pasha. Remember, stay curious.